Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. So when I said, can we please just cancel this season? Not what I was talking about. But this is just a classic like monkey paw curls moment. The frozen yogurt is also cursed. Uh, <laughs> have we ever been more certain about what we are going to talk about coming into an episode without knowing anything about what we're going to talk about? Isn't that every episode for us, though? We've never been more well-equipped in our lives to handle something than we are we, equipped to not handle this situation. We don't know... What's going on? We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know what the protocols in place are. We don't know when the updates are going to come through. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know how far it's going to reach in the hockey world. We don't know what the contingency plans are, and we need to fill an hour. Oh, we'll fill an hour. That's never been a problem for us. <laughs> you guys remember our first seasons, our first off-season content? No. For the best. Yeah. It's for the best. It's when I learned way more about Ryan than I ever cared to, and you need to sit down. Oh, yeah. No, we're not doing that. We're not getting there. Although there is a lot of allusion to toilet paper in this situation. A joke I made on Twitter turned into real life real quick. What's that? On uh, I think it was the, uh, Sunday night when the Red Wings beat Tampa, which should have been the first sign that a pandemic was coming. <laughs> if we're being honest. So I w- after the Tampa game, I-, I flipped on. I had the Flames game on, and Lucic scored a goal. <laughs> wow. This isn't a series of unlikely events. So I, I tweeted out, um, and this is right when like the toilet paper thing started happening in the States. So I'm like, all right, the Red Wings beat Tampa. Lucic scored a goal. I'm pretty sure these are two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, I'm be right back. I'm going to go out and buy some toilet paper now. And then someone responded, and for some uh, one of our American listeners, I can't remember who, but she was like, uh, "Yeah, you guys still have toilet paper there?" Like, kind of sarcastically. And I just responded, "Not when I'm done." Then I got a response on that thread, like thirty six, forty eight hours later, something like that. She's like, responded, "So yeah, I just went to my Costco, and they're out." <laughs> yeah, uh, I went after work yesterday at four, just because I needed groceries. Um, Toilet, like I just needed a normal amount of toilet paper, and I went to the Costco. I went to the back, and they were com- like fresh out. And everyone keeps trying to rationalize this at me, saying, "If you're, they're not, they don't think it's gonna make them go to the washroom a lot. They're worried that they're gonna be trapped in their house for months." I'm sorry, if you're trapped in your house for so long, where you go through hundreds of rolls of toilet paper, you have bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Also, I had to go to a hardware store. They sell toilet paper at a hardware store? Sure do. Or did you have to make your own from like... <laughs> like recycled composite materials? Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah. I had to go to a hardware store and I was a loser about it. I thought I was being so high and mighty. I grabbed one package because um, I was like, I'm not going to be crazy about this. And I'm going to wait until Costco restocks and just buy a normal amount. <clears throat> that was yesterday. And uh, yeah, everything really escalated yesterday. I might just become a full-time hand sanitizer dealer. Which is silly. Yes. Which is silly. Yes. And because it doesn't do anything. G- you know, wash your hands, everyone. Like, just wash your hands. 
um, coronavirus, it's uh, there's a little hint, there's a clue in the name that it's a virus, not uh, hand sanitizers, antibacterial, yeah. And so, much like when you take antibiotics for a cold and that's pointless, the same thing with this. Everyone, it's hey, good to have clean hands. I it think should it's be good. less dirty. Everyone should yeah. be less dirty because most people are disgusting. Everyone should Myself be keeping their hands clean. Yeah. You have a lot to kind of pay attention to at times like this. But, yeah, the toilet paper hoarding is, is a little people bizarre. Lost their damn minds. Yeah. And remember, if you go to buy toilet paper and they're out, just buy a lot of hand towels and a lot of laundry detergent. Baby wipes. <laughs> or get Baby a bidet. Wipes. This pandemic episode of the Winged Wheels podcast is sponsored by not a bidet company. I was almost going to say their Moan. name. Moan. <laughs> is it Moan or Moen? It's definitely Moen. <laughs> Moan. Moan. <laughs> That's what I'm doing when I'm sitting down. <laughs> oh, I wish I had some toilet paper. <laughs> oh, man. This is not that bad. The, the smugness per 60 of bidet owners on Twitter over the last uh, 48 hours has been unfathomable. Hey, look. I have chronic digestive illness. I've been aiming to get a bidet for a long time. I think they're a great solution. What <laughs> if I literally get to the point now where I like say the world is like crumbling and we're not allowed of our out of our homes for like thirty days? I'm not gonna go and try to fight like fist fight someone in a Costco for toilet paper. I'm literally just gonna order a bidet off Amazon. You know, there's portable d- bidets. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're called oh, they're, garden they're, hoses. Those are those little like water, but those are weird. Yeah, I don't like those. I saw weird. the demonstration. Like, no, that won't work. No, you it's kind of weird. I I have a portable bidet in my backyard. It's called a garden hose. Yeah, just get the little gun thing on and hose it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the COVID nineteen version episode of the Winged Wheel podcast. I am a still not self quarantined Ryan Hanna. I'm out in public for some reason, Brad Crisco. I work in an office of 4,000 people, and they haven't told us to go home yet. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> That's a very unique name from your parents. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I think I'll be work from home by Monday, by, by the looks of it. Our, our company hasn't said anything about it in two days. And Brad, you work in retail? Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said earlier... Half the store could be on fire. We're still selling stuff in well, the other Well, if we run half. out of toilet paper, they're coming for hockey socks. <laughs> so, so if I go home from work and they send us home for a week or two, that's when you know it's bad. Um, you know how this is going to go, Evan. It doesn't matter how much we wash our hands, how much social distancing we do, how attentive we are to things. Brad's going to catch it. Oh, and yes, bring it definitely. here and we're literally going to you guys are going to be able to watch on youtube the transmission of COVID 19 from one podcast host to the other two i yeah. will literally bet money that i'm in the incubation stage right now oh that's good that's fantastic wow brad if you could hold that off for like a week doom maternal comes out on friday next week i would really like some time off I, to play I'm that i'm just saying two kids and a job with the public i'm screwed <sighs> you know I was. I'm not, I'm, I'd love to. Show I was going to let you, you leave but... here. I was going to let you leave here without invoicing you for the toilet paper that you've used in my home. But I might have to do it. Can we also invoice at least two hazmat suits? Yeah, I think we could. I think it's a couple. Yeah, we can. All the all the money we're not spending on our trips over the next uh, two months, we'll use that. Yeah. Before we get into the nitty gritty here, whatever we can about hockey, the implications of the uh, suspension of the season in the NHL and across the sports world, and obviously everything else. Um, 
important but sad but obviously necessary announcement uh the two trips uh that we have or the two meetups trips the two meetups that we have uh at the end of march and at the beginning of april the uh, march 27th 28th uh, meetup in grand rapids and the april 4th meetup in detroit um, both obviously um canceled so not something that we are thrilled about we are really looking forward to them um None, none of us really have any choice in the matter, and it's obviously for the best. Um, don't want to make any promises about what's going to happen beyond that because we don't know what the league is going to do. Maybe they come back and they play games to empty arenas. Maybe this blows over quicker than people think, and that's, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, yeah. but maybe, maybe they, maybe we go to a Grand Rapids game in June. Maybe we go to the draft in August. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll, yeah, maybe we're playing we terraform this. Mars with Elon. <laughs> maybe. Why not? Now's the time. So um, we'll we'll try to do something to make it up to you guys. But for now, we're just kind of riding the wave and seeing where everyone ends up. Also, our March Madness uh, bracket pool is also. Canceled. Yeah, that's going to be hard to do. Oh, yeah. And also our fantasy hockey is canceled. I was tied. I made the quarterfinals after after when I started paying attention again, being 16th. I made the playoffs and I'm yeah, tied. It's weird what happens when you actually pay attention. Yeah. I haven't opened it up since at least oh, you November. Are, you are well out of the playoffs. Okay. This is good for me because I had some I key that. injuries, so the time off is benefiting me. I'm glad I didn't drop Seth Jones. Yes. Um, okay. So, to state the obvious, the NHL today um, suspended the league... Uh, the season, all hockey-related activities, games, practices, everything indefinitely. They hope to return, but there are no concrete plans in response to the coronavirus. Uh, literally, as uh, declared by the World Health Organization, global pandemic. I've got the board game I've been practicing for this exact situation. I used to play it on uh, back when it was on like addicting games. Oh, yeah. I never really had the problem with infecting Madagascar. Everyone, that was always a meme, but I never really... Always worked. Yeah. I've seen the movie Contagion. I'm ready. Uh, all right. I'm going to talk a little bit about coronavirus and... Like from a technical science term? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read Twitter for a bit. Yeah. Um, I come from a... Uh, a I'm not a professional. I'm not a public health professional. I am not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm gonna before you start talking. This is just an update from the NBA, so you can kind of use that as yep. a barometer. Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, has declared that the um, hiatus in the NBA season is going to be at least 30 days. And the fact that he's saying this one day in does not inspire a lot of hope that the season will be played out as planned. Uh, but again, we won't say anything definitively quite yet. Um, yeah, so uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus uh, is a global pandemic, and um, there are a lot of different things floating around. Brad, you stated it correctly before the episode. Somehow people are simultaneously overreacting and underreacting to this. Um, this It's a novel virus, which means that we are essentially scientifically going in blind in terms of treatment, containment, that kind of thing. Um, That's not to say we know absolutely nothing. The class of viruses that it's in is uh, pretty well known, but that doesn't always mean a lot epidemiologically. Um, And the spread of this thing seems to be very rapid and it seems to be pretty infectious. Um, Yes, it's not going to kill you. Very, It's very likely not going to kill you if you're young um, and healthy and you don't have any 
immunocompromising illness or, you know, something already devastating your system. I'm none of those things. No, we're all old. I have kids, so my immune system is in the tank or super powered. I don't know. Uh, Kids seem to do really well with it. I think I read. Yeah, zero. I've, as of this morning, when I was paranoid uh, reading to see all my kids, zero deaths under the age of nine. Um, They just kind of get their fever, do their thing, and then bounce back in a few days. But they still can transmit. Um, They're still working out whether this thing can be transmitted through surfaces, how long it lasts on one surface. But what we know right now is the best way to counter it is social distancing um, and wash your damn hands with soap and water. Uh, Soap and water will actually, uh, to just compress this here, uh, destroy the virus that might be on the surface of your hands. Um, in essence, much better. Touch than, nothing. Yeah. Don't touch your face. I touch my face a lot. I've discovered that over the last few days. Um, it's the issue isn't always that, yeah, you know, the, the flu kills more people or if I'm going to get it and just be fine in the end, what are we panicking about? Or, uh, you know, the death rate is only one to 5%. Okay. First of all, that's an insanely high number. And secondly, that goes up as the person who's infected is older. Uh, Secondly, medical infrastructure cannot handle this. Our hospitals are already brutal in Canada. Yeah. Uh, Not to mention the states. Not to mention the states. And so if you think about uh, how difficult this is to manage, uh, not enough people are being tested globally, uh, especially in the states. Not enough people. There there just isn't the infrastructure to handle a massive, massive rush of this. What medical stock should I invest in? (laughs) any literally any find the mask manufacturer or the company that makes um respirators for hospitals yeah there's like a few giant like medical equipment conglomerates. pfizer yeah no free ads they don't need our money though (laughs) (laughs) imagine they reach out to us like hey we want to sponsor your hockey podcast yeah they don't do anything in under like two commas uh well that's what we're dealing with right yeah exactly Long story short, blah, 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 blah. This actually is a big deal. And in my opinion, this is an appropriate response. It seems to have escalated quickly. It really should have been happening sooner. To- gatherings of that many people for for sports games, like fifteen to 20,000 people, is just, ugh, is asking for transmission. Even riding public transit is disgusting, yeah. let alone going to a place that hosts 20,000-ish people. And before I bore you to death here, look up uh, what happened in South Korea. Their first 30 patients, they essentially had it managed. Uh, they had the whole thing capped. They had it all tracked. Um, the, it was looking to be that they were on top of it. And then look up patient 31. Just look up patient 31, South Korea. Google it. A, they are a super spreader. They, de, um, they ignored the doctor's um, orders to have them go get tested for COVID-19. And they made contact and possibly infected thousands of people in over the course of however many days. And what, now South Korea is one of the worst outbreaks in the world. Uh, didn't Italy say just release a mandate to like if you don't listen to quarantine instructions or something like that, you could be charged with manslaughter? Uh, I saw that. I honestly didn't I, read past the headline. Yeah, I do not know if it's true, but, but I saw it. Oh, Italy is real locked down right now. The, yeah, you're not allowed to like leave the house for, unless it's like absolutely necessary introverts rejoice <laughs> call of duty could not have had a better time to drop they it just canceled Royale. their uh yeah they just canceled their like in-person pro leagues yep which makes sense it's yeah. look you have to get on top of it and the reality of reality is this is still going to infect a lot of the world 
don't go to high density places unless you work for my company then you should show up every <laughs> single day with a smile on your face all right so beyond all the horrors of this and there's going to be more details and you know as we continue to be better informed we'll be able to discuss this more in depth and just so you guys don't have to listen to only me talk um let's talk about the league suspending its play did Rudy Thanks. Gobert touch these mics by the way asking 50 50 what a knob what an absolute yeah that doesn't look good douche canoe that guy is bad look (laughs) my favorite tweet of the day was it was the video of him touching all the mics and someone said and this is the first end professional athlete in north america to contract it brackets no actually actually uh this was it for if you don't know this is an nba player rudy gobert who gobert or gobert 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 rudy gobert who um uh wasn't taking the whole thing seriously he was at a uh, press conference um and just like the nhl the reporters weren't allowed in the room so it was press conference style questions and he was joking about it uh intentionally touching his teammates like face and their bodies touching all their belongings like messing around and when he got up and left the press conference he touched all like 20 mics that were on the table in front of him yeah uh whoops his uh his positive test of COVID 19 is pretty much what spurred the nba to um pull the Jazz and who was it? The Jazz and the Thunder. They were on the court about to start the game and then said, yeah, nope. Pulled them off the court and immediately suspended uh, the NBA season thereafter. Remember how we um, <clears throat> made that joke a few week, a few months ago about how Marc-Andre Fleury's glove save against Nick Batan led to the entire race problem in hockey being addressed? Yeah. Yeah, because Babcock got fired that night, yada, yada, yada. Rudy Gobert touching those mics canceled all of professional sports. Rudy Gobert killed sports. So really, we should either be thanking or shaming him. No, it's definitely shaming. He acted like a child. He did put out an apology, which is good. He said all the right things. People are still very much allowed to be pissed because he acted like an idiot. Um, this was, to be fair, this was going to happen no matter what. And like Ryan said, it's probably a good thing that it happened to him because it got it done right away and it would have been worse for in every imaginable way to wait. Okay, okay. Yes, but think about this. You have this guy intentionally walking around touching people acting like an idiot. Oh, he's an idiot. And I'm not defending him. I'm just saying. Let's say he walks past a uh, a, a janitor in the arena. And that janitor, you know, says hi to him or fist bumps him. And that janitor is not doesn't have their salary or their wage guaranteed if the arena, like everything gets shut down. And he goes home and he's taking care of his elderly mother who's already sick all the time and his elderly mother contracts this and then dies of pneumonia. Well, yeah, that's how pandemics work, right? It's just like <laughs> Rudy, buddy. All I can think as people were, were, were spouting off about how it's not so bad and the flu kills more people and blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow, a lot of you are trained epidemiologists. How who knew there were so many public health professionals? But no, what I'm the saying world is of sports. one Rudy Gobert canceling everything early is probably better than that janitor having to go to, let's say, three more Utah Jazz games and dealing with, that would be what, 60,000 attendees? Yeah, the the so the best time to address this was well before it had like when they actually did, it, and the second best time is when they did it. So yeah. the resp- I was actually pretty impressed by how uh, rapidly everyone got around. Some professional sports took a little bit of time. For example, Formula One took until essentially like a couple hours ago to formally cancel the Australian Grand Prix. Okay, but hold on, can we address this? Because a lot of people are saying, "How dare everybody wait?" 
as we're recording this, we're still less than 24 hours from when the NBA canceled, and they were the first ones to do it. It's not like these leagues waited a week. Like, the NHL waited till 1 p.m. the next day, so they were barely 16 hours after this. And we're talking about multi-billion dollar industries who did cease activities in the morning before they announced it. So it's not like everybody was out at the morning skate when this got announced. So... Just to be clear on that, these leagues, even the the mega slow ones like Formula One, still got it done within 24 hours of the first, which in a pandemic is a lot of time, I'm aware. But it's nobody really dragged their heels to a excruciating level. Yeah, I don't think professional sports leagues deserve all of the ire in the world. I think maybe some governments could have done a little bit better. Okay, so what does this mean? For the NHL. We don't know. What happens next? Do they suspend the 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 season and then try to pick up again? Let, okay, let's let's work under the assumption March is a write-off, April's a write-off. They get to start back again in May. So we're gonna say sixty days. Yeah. Even though the NBA said a thirty days at least. So we'll go sixty days. We'll say sixty for now. Okay. So here is my thought because you can't not present the Stanley Cup, right? Now, if it if it prolongs, I'm absolutely certain that they should cancel it. But again, based on how rapidly this is spreading, I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out thing. If 40% of the population is going to get it, it sounds like that's going to happen within the next few weeks. But the Stanley Cup was not um, awarded in 2005 because of the lockout. It was not awarded when it wasn't awarded in right. 1919. Do you know why? Uh, 19 it was a uh, Spanish flu. The Spanish flu. Yeah. There's precedent for this. There literally is 101 years ago. Um, no. So let's say, okay, two months. So my recommendation would be come back, finish the regular season. Most teams only have 10, 11 games left. Condense that schedule. These guys are getting two months off. They'll be rested. I don't care if they have to play like seven games in 12 days to finish the regular season. It's fine. <laughs> it sucks. Do it. Do a playoff. Best of five series, again, condense the schedule. Now, this is going to suck because after this, what I would assume will take two months at least. They're going to be exhausted and it's going to be end of July. Next season, you build out like a 68-game schedule. You go like an OHL schedule. You Regular season doesn't start till like November. Training camp is reduced. Preseason is reduced. You give them the time off they need and you delay and condense everything next year because that way you can save the air quotations integrity of this season full regular season playoffs stanley cup but then you're not asking the guys to who are making the cup finals in the end at the end of july to report to training camp a month and and change later if it's the two month if it's sooner obviously that leaves more options if it's later than that you're canceling it let's say they come back for they're scheduled to come back for I guess my question is, is there any way they take the current standings as playoff standings? They they would have to go by points percentage. They'd have to go by points percentage because there's different games played. They they could. I mean, that would suck for the teams that are like, uh, without looking at the schedule, let's take Florida as an example. Mm-hmm. They're sitting three points out. Let's assume their remaining schedule has Ottawa twice, Los Angeles, Detroit, and like a couple other crappy teams. They're like, we went through the hard part of our schedule, and now you're just going to write off our like the games where we should collect 12 out of like 18 points. I'd be pissed if it was a fan base. 
to me, it depends when it all returns. Like I would, because the thing is, these, the playoff revenue is huge for these teams. Even if it's in a five game series versus a seven game series, like a team like Florida is the perfect example. They need that playoff revenue. Yeah, and they're out right now, so they would scratch tooth and nail to get into the playoffs. And they, if you just told them, yeah, those last ten games, you had a chance to get in, even though you're like one point back. Too damn bad. What about um, only games taking place that um, have anything to do with playoff teams or playoff contending teams? The Red Wings are the only team mathematically limited. So how how far down are you getting there? Well, I mean, <laughs> if it saves us for more Red Wings hockey. <laughs> yeah. No, in, in all seriousness, you're right. Like this, this makes this puts up a very difficult situation with the playoffs. Now, if the only way to do it is to do a really condensed playoffs and scrap the regular season, I'm I'm still in favor of that because I would rather have a resolution yeah. than to just outright cancel it. If they literally go, I'm totally on board. If they go right now, all right, we're doing three rounds of the playoffs. Oh. The only, only however many teams, eight teams, top eight teams get in because we're doing three. We have enough time to do three rounds of a best of five. Okay, do it. I'm fine. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't think they're going to get too crazy weird with it because it's not the NHL style. I They do strike me as a type of all or nothing league. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the ultimate solution in the end is going to revolve around delaying next season. I'm maybe a pessimist. I think it's going to be both. I think this season's going to take a hit, and I think next season's going to be They're delayed no matter what. cancel this season and then delay? <clears throat> no, either cancel or, you know, shorten this the, re- the rest of this regular season. Oh, to th- get it's going to be altered. I'm I'm Unless this gets resolved in 30 days, which is optimistic, I, I think it's going to be altered. I don't know how. I don't have a good guess. I would rather them alter the playoffs than alter the regular season, again, for the reason of get in you're in and then if it's a best of five if you want to go real crazy and do best of threes hell yeah every game would be nuts i'm here for it but yeah i don't know but you can't you can't like deprive teams of the chance given the option you know what i mean i would imagine they spread out the the truncation on both sides so this season and next what that looks like i have no idea got a lot of smart people who work for the the league and i think whatever solution they come up with will probably be the optimal one and i would imagine it would need voting by the board of governors but i can't see them getting tied up on that and they won't be able to argue it for weeks on end drawn out because this is gonna be like all right we're going back well they Uh, should be working on that right now yeah they're gonna be like okay we're going back may 4th um these are the two options vote they're probably going to go 30 days, this is, these are the options we have. 60 days, these are the options we have. 90 days, these are the options. Oh, they'll absolutely do. And I think as soon as time starts elapsing, they'll just knock some off the table. Then they'll just keep going. And then eventually, if it's very prolonged, they'll probably just pull the plug. I think they're, they're going to go more granular than that. I think they'll go week by week at least. What if it goes until next March and we just pick up where we left off? No, I don't want to pick up any of this season. Like, <laughs> if 
If we want to take one silver lining out of this truly awful... It's over. <laughs> we are the one team that this affects in no way, yeah. in any significant way. If they cancel the season, who cares? We were finishing 31st anyway. If it finishes, cool. I guess we'll play those games. Why not? We're still finishing 31st. Oh, they came up with this system to implement in the playoffs that's really not fair. Doesn't affect us. As long Except as they our shit season is now much, much longer. Or it might it's not like a be twenty four month worst season ever. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A terrible thing about this ending now. If the season ends now, is Ottawa finishes with a twenty five percent chance at first overall. Oh God. It but doesn't change they, anything about the Red Wings. Will you believe me if I told you I actually found a silver lining to Ottawa's odds increasing? No. The Red Wings hold San Jose's second round pick, so that bumps up the worst San Jose does. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. That's going to be in this draft, like picking 38. That's a good pick. Well, that'll be what pick 31 and then pick 32 and then pick like, yeah, possibly 35 to 40. That's two very good picks. Last time we had that, we got Bergen and McIsaac. That's that's looking all right. And look how that's turned out. Both (laughs) chronically injured. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Obviously, that doesn't matter. But okay, hold on. Actually, let's talk about this. The draft lottery. How is that going to work? If this season gets at, like ends, let's say they, however they figure out the playoffs, it ends after everyone reaches like 71 games played. The only real fair way to do this is if they like do that, we're just locking in the standings here. Yeah. Is you just do reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, no, it, it, like if we're being honest, if however the end of season standings finish or however they decide to finish them, whether it's by points or points percentage, the rankings, whatever they are, one to thirty-one, it won't change anything They'll, with the draft whatever, lottery. It'll whatever just they be, apply to the playoffs, they'll apply to the other um, fifteen yeah. teams in the league. So it's like, okay, congratulations. Uh, let's pick a really bad team, New Jersey. You're fifth last right now. Cool. We're giving you fifth last, and that's what you're going into is the draft lottery. Nothing, yeah. nothing changes in the draft lottery. So I don't think that's going to get uh, overcomplicated. I could see the draft getting weird. Um, because not in terms of the structure, but in terms of the timing, I'm going to have n- no shirt on. Look, I'm going to be, I, I understand we anticipated the meetups being canceled. We kind of knew this about a month ago that this was likely going to happen. Um, if this goes all the way to the draft, which is a very real possibility right now, well, the draft's going to be delayed. Are we going to the draft anymore? <laughs> oh, I'll go to. I don't have anything to do this summer. I've got. I'll go to the draft. It's in August. I don't care. But what I'm saying is, because all these restrictions have been put on teams, there's probably a lot of teams who want to get a lot of looks at some players that they haven't seen yet because they can't travel. The U18s, they were going to go over to Europe for playoffs or yada yada yada. Now teams are not getting. They're going to be like, hey. We need more time to do our research on these guys, so they're going to have to delay the draft by like a significant amount. I don't think they'll delay it because of having to do research. Not the teams will push for it, and then you couple that with the fact that the the Stanley Cup might be handed out in the middle of July because they're not doing the draft before that. Why not? And oh, because they need the final standings. They need the final standings, and then teams, the teams that are in the Cup Finals are still involved in the draft. So they have to, hey, cool, 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 drink, drink, drink. Okay, shit, we need to get our, our draft prep together, which I think most teams would push. For I don't not feel bad for the teams who are in the Stanley Cup finals to get their draft stuff in order. What do you think of the rich? They can, <laughs> they can shove that toilet paper right up there. Say head. all we want. Let's say the finals are Boston-St. Louis. Jeremy Jacobs has pull. 
Yeah, I mean, he's the most powerful owner. Well, hit, hit the Jeremy Jacobs group. I don't know if he runs anything anymore. Is but the most I, powerful ownership group in this league. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, it, everything's going to get impacted here. So it's – now, that being said, stuff around the draft, I think the only thing that's going to get really screwy with it is going to be the timing of it. Yeah. It's not going to be – they're not going to change the, how the draft works. They're not going to change how the draft lottery works. They're going to use whatever standings that they deem to use. If not, that'd be insane. Like I, I promise you right now, if they like, well, we're going into every team in the draft lottery and the odds are random. I'm going to New York City and the NHL's head office with a pitchfork and a flaming torch because we did not endure all this crap to have our last place finish screwed with. I won't even joke about that. Like I won't even joke. That's not even remotely funny. Like that, I would die. I would literally die. I would die. I would set the NHL offices on fire and then myself. Um, I would. No. Yeah. I would die and then kill the NHL. Just the, all the, the league, the entity itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. The, the draft lottery, I guess, is not really. I think that's their simplest solution. The draft, you're right. I think it just depends because they can't do it until the season ends. I can see them doing it with little to no fanfare. I can see them canceling the event in montreal and saying we can't do this and it literally happens in a boardroom and they happened, post the results happened with crosby's draft that yeah. was in a boardroom yeah they post it online and they say yep first well, they'll televise it they'll televise it yeah but it, it'll be like uh nfl style where gary bettman goes up and says with the third overall pick uh the ottawa senators select the alexi team, lafreniere i think the team representatives will be yeah. there if we're being honest because they, they'll still want the photo ops and they're not going to hold an event like that unless like they get whatever all clear they need from the world health organization so i don't, I don't think they'll invite the kids if they're doing it that way, I don't think they'll invite the kids. Here's my thing. If they get through a round of playoffs and hand out the Stanley Cup and have games, yeah, they are not worried about the draft at that point because they have other obstacles first that are going to need clearance because a draft compared to an NHL game, nah, the, the rate of infection is much higher in an NHL game, much more likely than in a draft. So oh, Ivan just said he's going shirtless. Um, why did I say that? <laughs> Can you fit the word Lafreniere all the way across your chest? Oh, you're gonna have to go like Rangers have to do style. A lot of bulking. <laughs> Get some more surface area. Just do so many shoulder shrugs. You have I to go in traps. My, I will do my best. If you go like uh, Sash style, like that, you're the New York Rangers. You can probably fit it. We can work something. Or out. we're gonna see a whole lot of your thigh. Nobody wants that. Well, I mean, you know, a couple of restraining orders. It's Montreal. I think it's normal. That's decorum. true. They they tout that they're European. They should be comfortable with this. Look at that. We're solving we're solving the NHL's problems one terrible problem at a time. Exactly. Uh, the fact that the NBA is already sitting thirty days means I'm not exactly inspired. That <laughs> means it's sixty days. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, I don't want to say anything definitively, and I don't want to come off like any of us are, are public health professionals here, but this is a big deal for a reason, so it's probably not going away terribly quickly, and we haven't seen the worst of it. You know what's great, though? Hmm. You can go outside and enjoy nature. Oh, uh, the dog's getting so many walks now. Yeah, it's fantastic. Right now, me and my wife don't know what to do at home. Do we take the kids out of the house? Do we like do a kind of quarantine on them? Because like, we had them booked in to go to the playroom at, while we went for I a workout tomorrow, and we're like, yeah, we can't do that now. No. It's like, do I still go to the gym? Like, just leave them at home? Oh, God. Do not. Gym is the worst. If yeah. you go to the gym, you're not coming here. We're remoting you. It's yeah, it's like, like how, considering Canada hasn't been hit that hard it's yet. It will. It's like. It's going to hit everyone. Oh, I don't, the, I don't like working at borders, home. Borders. Borders don't 
exist. Like they, they it does affect the the flow of these things, but doesn't need a passport. No, no, coronavirus doesn't need a passport. Doesn't care how rich you are. Well, well, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly helps. Coming from Evan, who I'm certain is a billionaire. Have you ever gotten that impression from him? He must be just one of those billionaires that is so desensitized to money because of how much he has. He has a every con- crisis is an opportunity. He has a concerningly <laughs> low amount of stress in his general demeanor. I leave it all at work. When I when I open the door when he gets uh, here for the podcast, it's like he never stopped walking. Like I open the door just at the exact moment that he came in, and that's the kind of swagger that he carries through his entire life. And I just don't know where this confidence is coming from. It's all about efficiency. Look, I'm I'm concerned right now because this is a very big deal, and I can't stop my stupid morbid humor from coming out. And you couple that with my general resting bitch face and people look at me and they're like, oh, wow, I don't want to be around him at all. Um, and now they have an excuse. Well, yeah, now they have an excuse. And now Evan is just literally floating through life almost. Must be nice. Yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll make a I'll make a legitimate bet right now that if two thirds of this podcast catch coronavirus, Evan absolutely will not be in that two thirds. Oh, uh, yeah. Not until we infect him. And I will intentionally infect you. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a group experiment. Honestly, th- think of the content. Just think of the hashtag content. If we, The benefit is, if we all get it, we don't have to cancel episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, guys. Self-isolation. Try to avoid this if you can. If any of you are remotely sick, I, you can call me from my computer because I'm not coming over. I got it. This is the first year I have I mean, a I've golf membership. since November. This is the... You were sick last episode. Yeah. Oh, I, you have been sick since I've November. been sick since November, dude. Like, this is my default setting. I won't know if it's corona or just my normal state. I'm very happy I got my cold a couple of weeks ago. So I was able to go to the doctor and he looked at me and was like, yeah, you just have a cold. Buddy, I still have like residual cough and like a bit of this stuff. Like, I feel fine, but it's just, you know what it is. Like yeah, the very, yeah. very last stages. So there was a few times I was walking around at work today and it's just like, oh, <coughs> the looks. <laughs> I just like caught and I'm like, it's a cold. It started two weeks ago. Chill. Like people were looking at me like, buddy, if you don't leave this building, I will escort you from this building and I don't even work I here. told Ryan about that before you got here. I said, the next person I hear cough, I'm going to punch in the throat. Yeah, go because home. Because it's disgusting. Go home. Just go home. If you're sick, stay home. I think I know that's easier than said in a lot of cases, but please. Um we're going to have so much time to speculate about what this means. And I think we are in the infancy of knowledge right now for this. So we should move along. Yeah. We just used a lot of words over the last 30 minutes to say absolutely nothing. We say that you, we say that that specific line quite a bit. Yeah. It's what we're good at. We're real good at it. It's how we got top 10 in America. Number eight. We're number eight. Oh, poor Ovi. Oh. oh, this is going to screw his uh, Chase to Gretzky if yeah. they reduce games. Yeah. Oh, sad. How many goals would Ovechkin have if Yager never left? You know? <laughs> um, Wait, he played for Washington, so maybe a bit. On a previous episode of the podcast, I called the, the NHL a $9 billion industry. It is a $5 billion industry. I apologize for that. That is dare you. wildly wrong. Um Brad, stop playing with the mic cord. Um, the no. Red Wings did play hockey <laughs> since the last episode of the podcast, uh, and it was a win against Tampa Bay. 
Yes, of course. An amazing win against Tampa Bay. Like I said, this was the sign of pandemic was coming. We should have known that day. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, they're gonna win out. They, they whether played. We, whether we put, win the rest of our games or we don't play anymore, we're winning. We're winning they, out. They've lost a game since. Oh, they've lost a game. We, we won't when talk about that. that. Oh, Tuesday, Carolina. Oh, Ryan. We yes. Wait, we'll get to that. But you are a. F- you did. The I know. Thing. I know. I did. You the did thing. the thing that. Oh, the number of times I... Oh, no, we'll get to it. We'll get you, to did it. Did you quote tweet your own tweet? Yes. There it is. The okay. number of times I deleted a draft tweet to just be like, again, again, again. It was... I saw at least four. I'll start calling him out on it when he does it if you don't. <laughs> I was trying to get a reaction out of Evan. It's literally ridiculous. <laughs> Every time you do it, I'll just tag him. And then Evan you started doing it, it from the podcast Twitter. I was like, I know it's not Brad. <laughs> It was just like this inception <laughs> level of tweets. I was, I was really, truly trying to, <laughs> trying to get a rise out of Evan. Yes. And this is why we have an, a pandemic on our hands. <laughs> uh, have you ever assaulted me? We've been like... We've, I've thought about it several <laughs> times, very seriously. Oh, shoot. Yeah. All right. So the Red Wings, the Red Wings played Tampa Bay. Um, I don't remember a lot about that game. I remember the Fabry breakaway. I can tell you the scoring stats from all four of the Red Wings goals because it's not hard to remember. It was Fabry from Mantha and Bertuzzi. Larkin from Mantha and Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi from Larkin and Mantha. Mantha from Bertuzzi and Larkin. If you ever need a, a, another argument to as to don't break up that line, they single-handedly beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, Bernier I, helped, but yeah, I mean, I rest my case. I'll never hear another argument. Robbie Fabry, great game outside of the Bertuzzi Larkin Mantha line. Robbie Fabry, great game, uh, shootout winner, and it also allowed yeah, us. Right. It also allowed us to use the quote from uh, what's his name that one that one tennis player and says that just goes to show nobody beats and whatever his yeah. name was seventeen times in a row because the Red Wings had lost the previous sixteen. Someone games. thought you were serious about that. I saw that. Yeah, and then our our gang of misfits took care of him. Oh my god, they dragged the hell out of him. I I I hate. I, I really don't like when someone just makes an honest mistake and they just get destroyed on Twitter. But it is fun when someone's being an asshole, and then by the time I look at my notifications again, oh yeah, <laughs> just been murdered, blood in the water, and they jumped all over it. It was amazing. <laughs> that one Sens fan that tweeted at us. Uh, when we locked oh up last place, saying, like, "Yeah, but Sen still have a better chance at the lottery," and then I, I like just took a jab at him, and then uh, I got a text from my friend saying, "Hey, your listeners murdered that guy on Twitter." Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think even I got in on that one. Yeah, you did. I was like, oh. I don't, I don't remember what I posted, but it was just the, it was some, it was a gif. That's usually what it is. You usually post a gif, which is a, a pretty big, like that's a pretty big commendation from you. I don't usually get gifts from you. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I sent that gift. Like he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, he's big dead. <laughs> uh, that that was a cool game because the red that was back to back winner or wins against uh, division rivals for the Red Wings. So it was Tampa Bay, and then the game prior was Chicago. Chicago. Did division rival. Did I say division rivals? Yes, you did. Old division rivals included. Yeah. Well, I count. I count that. Who cares? What does it matter? Society's canceled. Society's crumbling. Who cares? You can make any rule you want. Uh, speaking of which, uh, between the Tampa and Carolina games, one player who's been held off the score sheet so far, but I want to make note, has looked very good. You know who I'm going to say. Yeah. Because there's like four people in the team who are good. <laughs> Do and it. we just talked about Pertuzzi, Lark, and Mantha. So. Do it. Dimitro Timoshov. Ooh, baby. Buddy, The an- he is 
the anti-dump and chase, and I love it. And Blashill hasn't had the time to break him yet. Um, his puck control, his, his patience. His, almost too patient at times, if so, I had to be critical. There's he, times that you see the passing lane open, and you're like, Dimitro, it's there. And he's like, no, I go another guy. It's fine. And he keeps it. He doesn't lose it. It's awesome. You halfway through that accent, you realize you have to try to imitate uh, Ukrainian Swedish, and you kind of let it taper off because you know you couldn't, except for the fact that I'm half Ukrainian. But anyways, oh okay, can you do a Ukrainian? How many Ukrainian relatives do you have that are still alive? <laughs> <laughs> the Russian. Um, well, technically, I, <laughs> technically, I was Russian when I was born. Were Ukraine you? didn't separate till 1990. You're oh. Russian? I was Soviet until 1990. Yeah, the Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. I wonder why Brad keeps quiet when we bring up Putin and pals. Brad. I don't even pronounce my last name properly, technically. How's your last name supposed to be pronounced? Krishko. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you have a Russian name, nerd. I'm sorry. If you have a Russian name, it's fine. I'm, you know. No, we have. I have a Russian last name, and we gave my son a Swedish first name so that when people see Swedish and Russian on a hockey roster, they're like, he must be good. You have a little team in shop. What Brad's really doing is developing the next United Nations for when this one inevitably ends. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got kids who can get in anywhere. Yep. Oh, you want to hear a, a really fun story about uh, – I'll make it very brief uh, – about Mika's new – Good joke. <laughs> one of Mika's new favorite players. We haven't explained to her yet the difference between the New York Rangers and the Kitchener Rangers. Okay. She just loves the Rangers because we take her to Kitchener Rangers. The idea of the Rangers, I got it. Yeah, it's fine. They have the same jerseys. I'm not going to – she's three. I'm not going to overload her brain. Um, But I was watching the highlights of uh, Zibanejad's five-goal game, to which they kept using the name Mika Zabenajad. Yeah. Long story short, Mika's a huge Zabenajad fan now. Well, maybe you can pander her to their Twitter feed now. Hell yeah. Well, I don't know if we have enough Rangers content to capitalize on that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Timoshov, in Detroit's next game, which they lost against Carolina, but was somehow more eventful, uh, he he took Sebastian Ajo's soul from him with that juke <laughs> at the yeah. blue line. <laughs> he broke his ankles. The, when you get uh juke so bad that you fall that's one thing when it's that like fall where your legs sweep out from under you and you're like splayed out that stupid look on your face like <laughs> it's just a bastion ajo too it's like saw that and it was just like oh that's food for the soul imagine if Timashov wasn't playing on a line with nielsen and applicator and that's when you're like he's he's too patient i'm like oh, i mean he's probably just sees his line mates right it's a gulag. Yeah. He just stares at Applicator in the eyes as he's not passing. And <laughs> Justin knows he sees him and he knows there, but he's just making a point. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. Um, yeah, that game against Carolina, they lost 5-2, was wacky. That was a brouhaha. Um, okay, can we just talk about that Manta interference call? Oh, I've already seen it 40,000 times since you retweeted <laughs> it. At least half of that. Look. Evan, we have no content. This team sucks. There isn't even hockey right now. If you think I'm not just going to capitalize on whatever we have. And milk you retweeting home. yourself is like when the Spider-Man points at himself. <laughs> That's what it is. Mostly now, it's just like when everything happens in a flash and you're just trying to like give it a bump the next day. That like that's what it is, but really, what it's getting to now is is angering Evan. You could just ask me to retweet that, and I would happily do it. I, I just feel <laughs> the need to point out something. We were joking before this with like a month or two off hockey. We kind of have to go into off season mode. You know how we, we we seamlessly transitioned into it because we've went to start six different topics this episode, and then immediately got off track with something else. The world is crumbling. The 
We need to talk about the Mantha interference call. Evan's angry at Ryan on Twitter. <laughs> Look, anytime Evan shows a sign of life, we kind of have to take it at face value. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but that interference call. It was horrible. Objectively wrong, right? Yes. Okay. Smaller guy runs into bigger guy. Bigger guy gets penalty for no reason. Here's the best argument I've heard as to why it should be a penalty. And I'll explain very clearly why it's wrong. Someone said Mantha knew he was there and made absolutely no attempt to get out of the way, understanding he would hit him, which is true. Mantha has no obligation to ensure another player doesn't hit him. That's his lane. That's his space. He doesn't have to leave it. If was Trevor Van Riemsdyk? Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, Trevor Van Riemsdyk chooses to go into Mantha's path. That is not on Anthony Mantha. He has no obligation to move. That is on Trevor Van Riemsdyk to not occupy that space. Because I'm not going to sit here and say it was completely accidental. It wasn't. Mantha knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he said a little bit of a pick, but but it was his space. It was not a penalty. In no reality was that a penalty. That was on Van Riemsdyk to not get hit by a truck. If this was a situation where Van Riemsdyk was moving before Mantha started to move towards that space, that would still be a very basic run-of-the-mill pick play in hockey. Technically legal, no. Does it practically happen 11 times a shift? Yes. If you want to look at an example, look at Mike Babcock's Detroit Red Wings. They were pros at it. The entire league complained as they were cup contenders. If you say the word subtle interference, I'm leaving. PTSD from hearing that. Yeah. It was uh, Dan Bilesma said it in when they ended up winning in 09. He said so much of it. It is a very standard thing. But, but it wasn't that. It wasn't even that. Like Brad said, Mantha was moving and occupying that space. That was his lane before Van Riemsdyk decided to cartoon skate one way without turning his head and then turn just to meet Mantha's shoulder. Mantha got penalized for being big. Yeah, this is the best argument you have to why Mantha sucks here is you could call him a bit of a dickhead for like knowing what was going to happen and not moving. But by the rule of the book, it's Fine. Also, Mantha wasn't expecting Trevor Van Riemsdyk to skate full speed into his yeah. shoulder. He's probably like, he's going to move. He's going to turn around. He's going to, oh, 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 all right. Okay. There he goes. Okay. What's that whistle for? <laughs> that ref was so obviously not looking. That ref, that was, that whole game, that was probably the worst ref game I've seen this year. And I'm not one to sit here and ever bash on refs because I get they have a hard job. That was, that whole game was terrible Tyler Bertuzzi got a two-minute penalty at the end of the game and got kicked out explain that to me or was that Mantha I don't remember someone got kicked out with four minutes left for a two-minute penalty Mantha left but I think they were checking to see if he was hurt I think he might have gotten banged up in that scrum oh well there you go he hurt himself in a fight again and this time he's got a two-month break and won't miss any games speaking of bad calls uh Martin Nikash got boarding uh, boarding minor on Sam Gagne. The more I look at this, the more it was de- definitely should have been a boarding major, right? Yes, absolutely. Sam Gagne, um, the the season is suspended now, so it doesn't matter, but he was going to miss uh, today's game against Washington. Like those teeth. Oh, God. That side angle of that. Oh, my God. I can't stop looking at it. Like, the whole force of it goes into his face so much that his body lifts off the ice, and the only point of contact is his f- teeth. To the dasher. 
That definitely should have been five in a game. And instead, what was it? Uh, Red Wings two-minute power play on which they got scored on shorthanded by Carolina. Sounds about right. Uh, Fun fact. How many games has Sam Gagne played for the Red Wings? Uh, Because that might be all he plays for the Red Wings. (laughs) Oh, sad. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. He might have legitimately played for the Red Wings for two weeks. Maybe they'll get him a new pair of teeth. It's the least the Detroit could do for him. Two weeks? I, I, since the trade deadline, yeah, it was the 24th. So, yeah, yeah, just about just over two weeks. Oh, my God. Poor Sam Kanye. Um, there was also the weird – there was a bunch of weird stuff happening. Oh, the uh, Mrazic. Mrazic going after Nielsen was funny. Jonathan Erickson's laying the body for the first time in his career and it's on his farewell tour. And it's like, why don't you just do this the whole time? He's playing like an old man who has no patience for this shit anymore. And is just throwing guys around. It's like, yes, Jonathan. This is the version of you we wanted. Yes. This is why we're paying $4.25 million a year. It happens they- all just like <laughs> once in a, the bluest of moons. Yeah. Or he'll take a slap shot and you're like, that's the hardest shot I've ever seen. That was heavy. You hurt they, the goalie. He erases someone and you're like. That, that guy's soul left his body. <laughs> we were in the building when he absolutely dummied Dion Phaneuf in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell has that been? It shows up three times out of 82. If games. he's not going to be skilled, he may as well be mean. Well, it's just not the kind of guy he is. And, like, I get that, but he would have been way more People useful. People do a lot in. worse things to stay in the NHL. Still subjectively bad at hockey, but entertaining then, at least. Yeah. Um. The Mrazic Fabry incident is another fun one where I'm really going to try my hardest to not come off as a homer here, but it's not as black and white as people make it seem. It's as black and white as people make it seem. The the rule is the rule. Fabry can't go through the crease. Oh, no, no, no. Look, it was a Fabry. It was a penalty from Fabry. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a penalty from Fabry. Mrazic dove and knew what he was doing. The onus was on Fabry. Fabry ran him. Fabry knew what he was doing. He didn't try to avoid contact. The thing is, Mrazic didn't come off his off of his net because he was looking at the puck as some people are suggesting he was trying to run some casual interference and that Which, happens a lot and always make guys go around and fabry decided nah nah and the goalie should do that because fabry got a penalty out of it as he should which would lead to a carolina power play it's a good strategy by goalies to do that you can say oh that's bs he wasn't there and then he what it's his crease we were talking about mantha's lane the blue paint is the goalies. You can't enter it. If you hit him while you're in there, no matter... He could be doing cartwheels in there. It's still on you to not hit him. Um, there was then the hit where Hronik was holding Svechnikov from behind and Mantha just laid him out. Beautiful. Love it. Evgeny might be a little upset about it, but that's okay. Yeah, definitely or not. Or actually, they're brothers. Evgeny probably loved it. Definitely not the best that Hronik uh, was um, holding him. It was... You remove that. It was a clean hit from Mantha. You didn't hit him high or anything. Um, and then the scrum after the Fabry ran Mrazic. My favorite part was Bertuzzi dragging two guys as he was being dragged down, just like by the knuckles. Oh, my favorite part was uh, when Fabry turned around. I don't even think he saw anybody coming yet, but his gloves were going. Oh, yeah. He was grabbing someone. <laughs> he was ready. I love this team, man. It's like it's it's gotten to the point where you have to laugh, and I just love this team. I love Fabry. Tyler Bertuzzi is easily the most lovable, lovable player on the Red Wings this year. He was angry in that Carolina game, and it was fun. Yeah, it is fun. He's going to get an A. I think he's going to get an A. He should literally go just rip it off Abdelkader's jersey mid-game and just be like, this is mine now. Well, Abdelkader would have to be playing that game. He plays in a little too many. A few too many. Uh, Yeah, although we haven't been seeing more 
more often that he has been scratched. And it's been happening, just not regularly. And he's not playing tonight. Neither is the rest of the team, but that's a moot point, I think. For our stress levels, it's probably <laughs> a good thing. Um, other Red Wings news. Uh, right after we recorded, I believe it was right after we recorded last episode, uh, Alex Biega signed a one-year extension. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's great, right? Yeah, I like him as a six, seven defenseman. That's exactly, yeah. Good guy, tries hard. Works, and that's what I like. He works his ass off. Um, he, he doesn't always try to do, he doesn't try to bite off more than he can chew. He sometimes is guilty of that, but in general, if you have a six, seven guy who works his ass off, isn't really um, skilled. I, well, yeah, he's not a highly skilled player. He's speedy. And you know what? He can actually be kind of effective at times. Like, I've seen him be pretty effective lately, although you do try to take everything with this version of the team with a great grin. guy, tries hard. Yeah. Good parents. Yeah. And if he goes on waivers and the Red Wings happen to lose him on waivers, whatever. Yeah. We're paying him 875 Yeah. He signed for league minimum. It's it's, a, it's a one-way contract, though, which is a, probably a big relief to him. I think it, it he's really endeared himself to Red Wings fans since he's been traded over, and I can see why he has so many fans in Vancouver and now Detroit. You got like in a season where you have nothing else, you want guys that give it 110. That's like a classic Eisenman guy right there. Uh, yeah, and that's that's all we have for the Red Wings because now, like, we don't know. Probably not going to talk about another, like, honestly, probably not talking about another Red Wings game this season. That wouldn't, out of all the season, we're not even given the opportunity for proper closure. You know what? It's for the best. <laughs> I, I did closure a couple months ago. Yeah, we, Actually, we, right after the trade deadline, that's when the closure was. That's, I felt the same way. My closure was when they were mathematically guaranteed last place. It wasn't that long ago, but that's all I needed. Oh, yeah. And with the Carolina loss, Detroit is guaranteed 31st in the NHL. So we they can't screw with us at all, no matter what they do with the standings, because there's no reality in which we weren't finishing 31st, and we did it on the possible last game of the season. We did it on our terms. On our terms. Uh, well, what this means for the Winged Wheel podcast, we are not going anywhere. We will still be with you twice weekly. Uh, what this does mean is it's a great excuse for us to pivot hard into our um, post-Red Wing season content, which is draft. Draft, off-season stuff. If you have episode suggestions, like topics you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, We'll do. We'll still do our Patreon-exclusive episodes. That's not going to change. we got the Q&A one coming up soon. Maybe this Sunday, actually. Uh, and then we've got... Uh, that wouldn't be a bad way to... To fill in some time. Yeah. Not like we have work to do. We could do a toilet paper review. And I'm... Yeah. Get a couple <laughs> Where are we going to get the money for that? You know, get a few brands. You know, I'll bring one of mine over. You guys bring some of yours. We'll just compare and Wait, review. But did you not hear me? I've got hand cloths and laundry detergent, okay? <laughs> oh, laundry detergent. That's a burner. <laughs> no, no, it's not for that. It's for the hand cloths. Oh, I'm kidding. I went to Costco like a week ago. I got so lucky. You know what the worst part for me is? I I went to Costco twice and forgot to buy toilet paper both times. And like I usually buy when I'm down to my last like pack of 16. So I was like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. I'll just get it. Turns out it literally is, it the, is end the, the end world. of the world. Yeah. So yeah. I, stupid. I literally have only gone through like a couple rolls. So I'm I'm golden. Paper towel too. So like even the emergency, I'm good. I have pay, I have some paper towel. I need to get freaking Kleenex. I think I might have to go to Costco when it opens tomorrow. That's Are cool. you working from home right now? No, but I I will I will put a hundred dollars down that by Monday they call it. I'm I'm it must be nice. Yeah. Chris and I are going to try ordering our groceries online tonight through Zares just to see what happens. Dude, order online and just do pickup. That's what we're doing. That's what we do 80% of the time, if I'm being honest. I'll give you a, a coupon code. You get 30 bucks off an order of a hundred dollars and free pickup. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
yeah let me know yeah shoot me that text me that because i'm gonna do that tonight but we usually do it but i'm curious because like i'm if i throw on like a case of water or toilet paper on there i don't know if they'll, they're like yeah they, we had they, that a substitute literally only sandpaper is what we could give you yeah, yeah but here's some uh hand cream for after okay um I'm going to do a tankathon and we're not going to mock draft after. I just want to do a tankathon to show you that it's going to be one of Ottawa's Have picks. Have we hit one yet? It's one of Ottawa's picks. All right. Yep. That's it. And, and we're picking fourth. Cool. Yeah. Um, prepare for us to hyper analyze uh, Tim Stutzla. Who and the German. Well, this was news when it happened, but now it's not. But the German league ended its season. It's done. And leagues around Europe are now following suit. So it's not just Tim Stutzler who's affected. It's a lot of problems. Lucas Raymond, Holtz. Yeah. There. Yeah. Same boat. So what the looks we've had or the looks we've had, we can start forming some pretty, some final opinions. This. Uh, U18s are canceled, obviously. Yeah. Double IHF came out and said nothing's been officially canceled yet, but it's like, mm, probably. So. We'll wait for some more. Every, I'm going to assume everything between now and May is canceled. Yeah. I'm I'm I, even curious to see on a local level. Like, I'm in a charity tournament in April. Like, I doubt. I honestly doubt it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Um, minor hockey, you were saying, Evan? Said um, Hockey Canada sanctioned events. So, whatever that means. Hmm. Are you sure? It seems I assume, ambiguous. I assume USA Hockey will do something similar. Except, is it, uh, what was the report today from Ohio? Top health officials said uh, around 100,000 people are probably infected right now. In Ohio? Yeah. Like with what? Coronavirus. Oh, okay. Because it's Ohio. It could be a lot of things. Oh, the entire population of Ohio is infected with uh, being a citizen of Ohio. Ohio yeah. Which, keep them in your thoughts. And if they're surviving that, coronavirus isn't even going to affect them. The list. Yeah. Let's keep on going. They're fine. All right. We're going to head over to overtime. Uh <laughs> Are we going to trim this or are we going through it all? I might, I might, uh, just on the fly condense your comment because we have 36 of you guys. You are eager to talk oh today. I just started 15 minutes ago. Um, this, uh, overtime segment on this midweek episode of the Wingville podcast is Patreon exclusive. Um, we're going to start with Josh Terrell. He says, Dub Dub, other than Rasmussen and Zadina on the power play, how do you foresee the rest of our current prospect pool projecting to the power play and PK units? Uh, McIsaac will be a PK guy, I would bet. You would imagine Berggren, if he ever makes it, will be a power play guy. I will. Um, who do you say? Rasmussen and who? Zadina. Okay. I imagine Valeno will be both. Yeah. Valeno might be the next. He'll be bumper on the power play and he'll probably be PK one. And when he really hits yeah. his stride. I'm trying to, I don't want to say Zetterberg, but like talented forward who is He's, expected to be. Dude, my comparison for him going into the draft was Larkin. I haven't got off that. <laughs> um, who else? What are some other major prospects? Bergeron will be half wall power play. Yeah, like that's his uh, assuming they make it, right? We, who knows? Uh, Master Simone would be a good and possible net front guy. He's a bit of a bulldog for a small guy. I can see Lindstrom having responsibilities on both. I can see PK. I don't like him on the power play. He hasn't been terrible on the offensively compared to what he's yeah. played what 17 exactly. games and has yeah so what are you gonna put him up against how Brad? many games has he played like 15 ish yeah sure i don't know one assist yeah i'm not putting him on the power play how many assists do you have in those games none and you have an only one page, only so. one less nerd uh dead panda society says uh so the nba shut down e3 won't happen it looks like the nhl well, it is now. Uh, also shut down. Uh, can they announce the Wings win the first pick before they postpone the season? Brad Spencer says, hey, guys. Oh, my God. We didn't think about how long the draft lottery is going to be delayed now. Oh, oh sad. 
I bet they'll. I bet they'll still. Oh no! No, they can't until the final. Whatever the final standings are determined. So if they just no draft lottery, you only need non-playoffs. Still, they have to determine that. I think. I think we don't know non-playoffs. No, they won't. They won't in a month. They won't in a month. Brad Spencer says, hey, guys, yesterday I found out that the only Red Wings player to ever wear number six was Cammy Burton in the 50s. Moving past that amazing name, do you know why the Wings don't use that number? Oh, what was – wasn't it like retired and then unretired because of – uh, name that is eluding me right now not larry or- larry ori right larry ori, yeah. yeah and that was a conflict with ownership i believe so yeah there's a whole story there and we can get into it at a different time but yeah he it's one of those names where you look him up and everyone is like he should be up in the rafters uh brandon m says hey guys just want to thank you for making this difficult season more bearable with your podcast i've been listening since may of last year and even as painful as this year has been i've been able to pay attention to more even though it's been so much worse uh this year over last question though is going past the immediate impact of covid19 how do you think this will affect this year's draft with all the international tournament cancellations as we talked about uh, do you guys see more players rising or falling? Do you see more opportunity for getting a steal of a player in a later round because of a limited number of viewings closer to the draft? Um, I think the opposite. I think that you won't see as many risers because you won't have that that guy who has like a huge U18 tournament right before the draft. So he's fresh front and center in everybody's minds. And then, you know, the team will jump 20 spots to take him. We won't get that this year. We won't have those standout performances. So the draft should be pretty good because it'll be based on their season, not a tournament or recency bias. Like as we saw with Stutzla, recency bias is everything. So yeah, I I think it's going to be a make the draft a little more scattershot because teams had not as long a look at a lot of these guys. But by because the tournaments were canceled, we won't get that crazy variance. John Evans says, hey, guys, greetings from Ohio. Noticed something the other day that's worth pointing out uh, and hopefully make Wings feels uh, Wings fans feel better about our lot in life. NHL used to be very different when it first started. Uh, for example, forward passing wasn't allowed till 1918. With the Leafs last cup coming in 1967, their last championship is closer in time to an NHL that didn't have forward passing 49 years than it is to now 53 years. Just thought it was worth mentioning. At least we are Leafs fans. Kyle Sanders says, Ahoy there, longtime listener, first-time commenter, and I just want to say thanks for getting me back into hockey after a six-year hiatus. I'm now in college to pursue a career in policing. So I'll ask Brad if there's any advice on how to be a police officer. I am aware it's a joke. Chill your butt sacks. Anywho, that's about it. Uh, adios, you dung bats. <laughs> I, could, I could actually get you some answers. Uh, uh, my best friend, John, the best man for my wedding. He, uh, he's been What on- are we? Chopped liver? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he didn't say us. <laughs> but he's uh, been on the force for a month now. He just graduated police academy. So I've been hearing all the stories, which is great. Congratulations to uh, Brad's unfortunate friend, John. Ryan D says, hey, Dub Dubs, am I doing this right? Been a Wings fan since I was a kid and listening to the podcast since Steve Dangle gave you guys a shout out on his podcast earlier this season. Uh, thanks, Steve. And I wonder if we're still doing that meetup in Windsor. My guess is no. 
Probably not. Although we should have him on in the downtime. It's been a while. Yeah, we should. Just became a patron a few months ago because the pod is about the only thing making the season tolerable. Thank you, Ryan. Amazing name. Uh, thanks for giving me something to enjoy while taking care of an infant and trying to pretend the wings are playing professional hockey. At least I can take solace that my Michigan Tech Huskies knocked off those ugly cats from northern Michigan and the WCHA playoffs. Last episode, you mentioned the square deep dish pizza at LCA. That's referred to as uh, Detroit-style deep dish, and assuming you're talking about the stuff served at Little Caesars booths in the arena, not even a very good representation of it. Next time you're in Detroit or Grand Rapids area for a game, get your butts to any buddies, no free ads, and experience true Detroit deep dish pizza glory. They're opening a location in Lansing this month, and I fear for my waistline. Till now, I had to drive at least 50-ish minutes to get my fix. Um, Having one just on the other side of town is going to be a problem. Anyways, hypothetical question. If you put Evan on the fourth line of this year's Red Wings, would he even show up for the game? On this year's Red Wings? No. Do any of the fourth lines show up right now? So he'd fit right in. I'm taking that money. I'm showing up. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what, half your salary right now? I wish. <laughs> you know what's sad? is it's not an, It's not unreasonable to say if Evan played the entire season on this fourth line, he'd probably have more goals than one of our current fourth liners. I'd be in a lot better shape. No, you would. You would. I think. I think Evans got enough offensive wherewithal. He'd, I think he can get he'd, one goal. He'd get a goal line like rebound, and yeah. then I'd be like a minus seventy nine. But <laughs> <laughs> one goal, eighty two games played, one goal, zero assists, four minutes, twenty nine seconds on time on ice, average minus seventy nine. <laughs> I would be because we would get sixty nine pims. <laughs> I am not taking a penalty in the NHL. Oh, uh, important news. Um, I screenshotted a tweet uh, of ours that had 69 retweets and 420 likes. Actually? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So um, it's been a ride, guys, and we're shutting it down. Uh, Before we move on, actually, uh, Brad or, yeah, Evan, we have a surprise for Brad. We do. We, we do. do. And you you actually don't know about this either. Uh, so then how do I have a surprise for Brad? Cause, Cause, you're going to be just as surprised as I am. Because you're not getting the surprise. Brad is. Uh, this is a this is a gift for Brad. Uh, not from me. Is it coronavirus? No. It, well, I gave that to you two weeks ago. So enjoy your last night. The uh, revisionist wrangle that uh, Everett, born to Dan Hard, the yeah. sponsor of this show who, who does a lot of the giveaways through us, uh, does. He's been putting those up and you have handily won. Credit to you. Um, and he wanted to reward you uh, with a gift. So Brad, in the closet behind you, just open the door. I'm not opening that. You, ha- <laughs> you, you, you have to open that closet door. doll. <laughs> you have to open that closet door and grab what's inside. You can see, like, don't like reach in blind. I charge you with sexual assault just for that statement. <laughs> yeah, I'm a witness. <laughs> Evan won't speak. Um, I'm not opening that creepy door, and I'm not randomly grabbing what's in that door. Brad, open it. It's my clothes, and it's on like the left side. You have to do it for the podcast. Ah, oh, this is, I have regrets already. It's gonna be. It's actually really funny. It's re, it's simultaneously very cool and very funny. It's there not, was a contest. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Well, I. We'll talk later. Okay. He, he, it's, it's simultaneously very cool and very funny. I think I might actually have a guess. Just what, go what do you, what do you, it. Stop what do you killing thinking? our okay. time. No, no, actually, don't guess. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. I kind of want to guess it because if I nail it, that'd be impressive. Go, guess. Yeah, okay. No so it's kind of funny, but I might actually like it. Yeah. Is it a Madison Bowie jersey? Yeah, of course it is. No, you dingus. Open, Damn it. Open it. <laughs> As if you got a Madison Bowie jersey. Open the door. What is it? Left side. It's kind of wedged between some clothes. Look down. You can probably see the shaft of it. Oh. But Brad is terrible. Where is Waldo? It is. Sick. 
a signed oh, I was close. game used Madison Valley hockey stick. Yo, is this from the Pride I was at this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Show the camera. That is, that is sick. Do you shoot right? I do. I was Dude, hoping you would so I can keep that. This is like <laughs> this is legitimately like a three hundred and something dollar stick. And <laughs> it's signed by your favorite defenseman. That is sick. Madison Bowie. So that's from Everett. You Everett can thank is him. the man. He gives away all these tickets, and I get this sweet. Oh, I love it. Do you like his tape he job? He only uses an 87 flex. Wow. Do you like his tape job? Yeah, it was Pride Night. I love it. No, no, no. Like how he tapes his stick. Oh, that's very acceptable. It's about two inches from the heel. I only go an inch from the heel. I go right down. over the toe with a proper cut. This is a this is a quality tape job. I tape my stick with my eyes actually, closed. Actually, <laughs> the knob is actually very close to how I use it, too. Yeah, you are a knob. All right, congratulations, Brad. I will beat you next season now that they know there's actual stakes. Actually, now that Evan knows there's actual stakes, he's going to beat us both. Oh, the revisionist the, history. The revision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have tried a lot harder. Ryan Calameni says, hey, guys, I've been a huge fan of the podcast since I started listening about three years ago and finally decided it was time to become a patron. I appreciate it, Ryan. Also an amazing name. Just wanted to chime in and say thank you for your hard work work on providing us wings fans with weekly entertainment and laughs uh, for what has been one of the most underwhelming and disappointing seasons but i do have questions concerning our goaltending tandems for next year do you think keith petrozelli signs this entry-level deal and him and larson are battling for playing a time in either the echl or ahl i would like to see one of them stick in the a next year and if it had to be one who do you think it would be i think it would be larson because he's already got some experience there um Petrozelli I'm torn on. I'd like him to sign because if he goes one more year, that means he's got the option to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of his four years in college. So I I generally like our prospects to leave at least a year early so we don't have to go through that stress. Uh, Petrozelli is having a huge year in the NCAA. So is it better for him to up the competition level or to come back and dominate a year? I do don't have a good answer for that. I don't think he's ready for the AHL, given how long it took him to dominate the NCAA. Um, I don't know. Like, if we ignore the free agency thing, I'd like Petrozelli to stay in the NCAA and Larson uh, and Pickard to be the tandem in Grand Rapids again. But hopefully, with Larson staying healthy and getting more of the share, although with the season Jimmy Howard's had, if Detroit doesn't dive into free agency, Pickard might be in the NHL next year. So. This could still go a lot of ways, unfortunately. Matt Cheney says, hello, Dub Dub. I would stay indoors on Tuesday. It's pretty obvious that COVID-19 outbreak will happen in Waterloo due to Ezra Avenue. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, which is anyone who doesn't live where we live, um, every college student in town, when we have two major universities down the road from each other, meets on one block. And it's like 10,000 people all in close proximity drinking and on the like out in the cold on the street. It's a... I went one year when I was an undergrad and I got pneumonia. So, Oh, and these dummies will absolutely go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, as of now, all morning skates are canceled. Uh, obviously, the season has been canceled since this comment. Post, uh, uh, not postponed, paused, paused, not canceled, paused. Uh, asks about the draft lottery. Oh, no. Oh, God. Is this the timeline where Pittsburgh gets, for, gets first overall again? Um I was re-listening to your podcast after the last draft for fun, and you said that the difference between a sider who is a top four player and a sider who is a top two player is his offensive upside. You said it doesn't need to be a crazy offensive ability due to his defensive prowess, but it needs to be more than he showed at the time. Do you think Sider has shown his offensive upside since? Thanks for the great content. He definitely has more offensive upside than we thought. Uh, it's a long ways away from what I would call above average. It's at the at the AHL level, it's very average. 
which is good. That's more than I would have thought. Like, don't get me wrong. And average is fine. He's nearly a half a point game per player as an 18-year-old defenseman in the HL. I can't uh, understate how impressive that is. I still don't think he's ever going to be a power play one quarterback, maybe a power play two. Um, but yeah, I think his offensive games come far enough that I can expect more progression and that it will eventually turn him into a top two defenseman. Um, there's not been like a world breaking, like we never knew he was a John Carlson type defenseman as well as being a good defensive type defenseman but he has like brad mentioned shown positive progress so he's been trending in the direction of yeah this guy could legitimately be a lock for a top two defenseman but again brad like brad said long way to go um, uh, see him kill that guy oh his mike reverse lambis. hit yeah and mike lambis is like a, a enforcer type and he killed him yes uh like he had they had to call blow the play dead so he could get off the ice it was on a reverse hit. Liambus was going to hit Sider and Sider's is like, yeah, not fam. Sider's going to be so fun to watch in this league. Um, a comment from Actually Terry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we can guess who it is this time. Hello, Winged Wheel podcast and listeners. After recently being tagged in a tweet, I did a little searching on hashtag oh fuck we lost Terry, and I saw that I've apparently become a part of the show. So I decided to give your hockey podcast another try. And after listening to a few episodes, I think you should change your subtitle from Detroit Red Wings Hockey Podcast to inflammatory comments on all things, including some hockey. I'm appalled at how much non-hockey talk there is on your show. No one cares about your stupid colds, kids, or Evan snowboarding. This podcast is terrible. It's like listening to three kids with ADHD pretending to talk hockey. That's the most accurate description I've ever heard of this podcast. In an effort to bring it on topic and get the inside scoop on the Patreon post, I joined your Patreon. I didn't find anything but more garbage behind the Patreon curtain. So here's a question to get some actual hockey conversation into your show. Taro Horosi has made ways at the end of last season when he was signed. He seemed to have some production on the wings compared to others and Perlini Ernie, yet he was sent down to the A and not any of the others. I know they want more out of him since he's smaller and doesn't have as good skating, but I can't help but thinking that he was doing pretty decent for what he was in the NHL, especially on the wings. Your thoughts? Also, where do you see Hitaro Hiroshi fitting in short term and long term in the Wings org? Lastly, ceiling and floor for Hiroshi. Um, Hiroshi, much like every other Red Wings prod- prospect, I think they wanted the hell away from this mess. They just gave him the shot at the beginning of the year because he was older. He did not have the, I'm not going to say dominant, but he did not have an above average start, which concerned them. So since he started to struggle a bit, they sent him down to develop. And he's done fantastic in Grand Rapids. Um, I think his ceiling would be a second line winger and he would probably be the weakest player on that line. Uh, I think his floor is he never plays another game in Detroit. Like he's, he's the, he's a boomer bust prospect. He will not play on the fourth line. So he's got to be good enough to make the middle six or he will not be a red wing. Um, I think he will be a, his ceiling is a third line winger. And I think his floor is obviously that he's not in the NHL. So yeah, it's, yeah, he could have done better than some of the players up, but in a season like this, it's kind of like meh. it was about development, not performance in <clears throat> Detroit this year. We 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 have to remember that. Why isn't Rasmussen up? Why isn't Chaloski up? Why isn't this guy? It doesn't matter. That they, they are just wherever their development is best suited for them. Not because oh my god, I can't believe we have Justin Abelkater in the lineup and not Joe Valeno. Yeah, we know Joe Valeno would be more effective in Detroit. Everyone in Grand Rapids would be more effective in Detroit, but. It's not what's best for this develop their development at the time, so they leave him there. Dallas Hall says, hey, Dub Dub, a big fan from Northern Ontario. Now that coronavirus is a pandemic, how many years do you think it'll take the virus to get here up north? Oh, buddy, she's already there. Northern Ontario, though? Yeah, Lord. Seven years. Is it transmittable through moose? 
I no. he might be the only Northern Ontario. He might be the only person for like 37 miles. Hopefully I get to see how Miami vice ends. Thanks boys. Have a good one. Stay fresh, uninfected cheese bags. That's funny. Haroon Khan says, Hey guys, super depressing. to think that if the NHL and AHL season gets canceled, prospects will be losing development time. It could also affect scouting a lot more. Happier note. If the wings win the lottery, Eisman should go on stage in Montreal and announce Mantha and Zadina. Uh, they both come out from nowhere and in sync announce Lafreniere as the number one pick Mantha and French and Zadina finish it off in english uh, that would be something special anyways who do you see as the additions and subtractions in the off season thanks and stay healthy uh additions we'll we'll get to that we'll actually save that for an episode because we've got to fill a whole lot of content for the next couple months um what was the other part of the question uh subtractions i guess we could yeah do um basically everybody who's a ufa <laughs> don mitchell says what's up guys? Uh, what's up dub dubs i'm currently leaving the safety of my house to board a flight to vegas to play in the california productions hockey tournament with friends from arizona scottsdale's scottsdale shenanigans minus 69 points nice for the bad hockey tournament or bad hockey team name but i am looking really looking forward to seeing my friends i met over the years uh by traveling to different fantasy camps and tournaments hockey's really great shout out to justin and pat i'll be repping the dub dub with the shirt i got at the home opener under my jersey so if i don't score i want a free year subscription to the athletic i ryan hannah agree to those terms you bastard uh with the inevitable cancellation of the season what does that mean for the lottery draft playoffs we chatted about that i understand it'll be mostly speculation um also if you've already discussed this uh move along has there been anything else with the rumors european signings uh rumor about the european signings the team was linked to no movement and we're probably going to see even less movement on that now um they've been linked to one other player and i forget his name unless they formally cancel this the seasons in Europe, those players are not free to sign with the Red Wings yet because they're still under contract with whatever team they are. So on, until that happens, we're going to stay in limbo. They have formally canceled. Oh, some have they? League, some, some leagues, oh, not okay. all. So because I don't think the Swedish league, which is where most of these guys are, has been yet. I also don't know how many what the the league is allowed to do. Right, like I don't know if Eisman's allowed to go and make signings while everything's suspended. So uh, I assume anything you can do through a computer would still be fine. Uh, yeah probably um i'm just trying to find the name because they were linked to someone else Um, yeah i did see that and i do forget it 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 was was 26 year old matthias brome and he is over the 26 year old center that i saw maybe i can't read swedish i need to brush up um cheers and wish me good luck and good health in vegas stay healthy and have fun i think i know how to say merry christmas in swedish and that's about it austin hoiser says uh what a crazy last 24 hours i'm sure covid19 has been discussed so why not throw one more question in and do you think there's a chance the draft is moved yeah i'd be shocked if it's not and he's asking as a fan who bought flights and lodging oh us too man yep uh ours are non-refundable how about you (laughs) Chris Smith says, Brad, I know what you're going through. After his four-month checkup, I learned my son was in the 97th percentile in height and 96th in weight. Jesus, that is a Mack truck. I just kept thinking about how many toaster pastries, no free ads, I ate as a regular-sized kid and wondered how much this kid will eat. With the 2019-2020 season coming to an end, I want to look back on the all-time great moments. Number one, Toronto lost to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver end of list last night i was going to purchase tickets to see my second favorite team the jets came out here to denver when the notification came through the suspended nba season decided to wait check this morning for prices and they went down hard i was looking 10 rows up from home net and tickets were 82 bucks same as i played for nosebleeds to see the wings now those tickets are 57 oh ever since then the season has been canceled so all that's moot point 
Sorry, Chris. Um, let's hope that the season is canceled. We o- avoid a lo- an Ottawa one, two, three situation. Uh, stay fresh cheese bags of Fournier company. They just canceled the players championship for golf. Oh, uh, uh, Evan golf. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but you they, can be pretty uh, much by yourself on the course. That one actually surprises they, me. Uh, the crowds, were, the crowds, Brad. No crowds. They're obviously. banning patrons from the tournament and now they've canceled it. Which kind of sucks. I'm really sorry, man. It's the fifth major. Are they doing the Masters? Have they said anything about the Masters? Not yet. But what they've done for uh, like rain days where they like for practice rounds where they get washed out, those people are guaranteed tickets the next year. Oh, cool. That's I would be devastated if I didn't get to if I won tickets to the Masters then didn't get a go. I would be devastated. Uh, stay fresh cheese bags. A Fournier company says, hello there, fellas. I've had fever, diarrhea, and a shortness of breath last night. Turns out eating a tub of peanut butter pretzels dipped in Nutella is a bad idea. <laughs> Seriously, people out, people out here in New York City are one of two extremes, either slathering themselves in hand sanitizer and spraying Lysol in their mouths, or throwing caution into the wind and shaking hands, licking handrails, and dancing naked in garbage. Be smart, people. Take that extra 30 seconds to wash your hands completely in warm water with soap. Stock up on vitamin C. Sanitize your cell phones. And if you feed... And if you feel the chills, stay home. Look, we're all probably going to get it at some point, so just make sure you're in good health when you do so that it passes in due time. That's probably good. Uh, Gotta love the top line back together and would have liked to see how a second line of Fabry, Gagne, Zadina would have worked. Next season will start to look crowded. Looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Play with this idea for a moment. I had this thought after Eisman signed Biega to it his extension given that seattle will have the same expansion rules as vegas then they can't take players on expiring contracts what are the odds of uh eiserman rigging the lineup so that seattle has to take one of abdicator or nielsen advocate for this for a moment what would it take if this is what eiserman is doing this is some advanced level chess um do you remember what it costs teams to unload bad contracts on vegas it backfired horribly on almost every single one of them detroit has one huge advantage to being unbelievably bad. They will have absolutely no reason to even pick up the phone and talk to Seattle because they're not going to unload a bad contract because we're not giving up assets. And I can only, literally running down a list, think of six forwards worth protecting. So what Detroit's probably going to lose in this is a depth defenseman. So Learn from other teams' mistakes. Remember how Minnesota wanted to keep Matt Dumbas and Jonas Berdeen and it cost them Alex Tuck? Remember how Florida wanted to get rid of Riley Smith's contract and it cost them Jonathan So, Remember how Anaheim wanted to protect their defensemen so it cost them Shea Theodore? Yeah, no. Rule number one of the expansion draft, don't even talk to that GM. Evan Beckner says, man, that escalated quickly. On the bright side, the Red Wings having the worst season in the modern NHL is no longer the biggest story of the season. Stay stay safe, everyone. Don't freak out and wash your damn hands. Jeremy Dahl says, hey, guys, don't have much to add. The virus stuff is putting me off, not because the coronavirus scares me, but because of how crazy it's making everyone. Had a Vegas trip planned in May to catch a wrestling show, but now I'm not sure I should go through with it because I might be canceling it as well. Uh, main reason I want to message you a couple weeks ago on this movie and TV podcast, you guys clumsily were stumbling through, um, talks about the Black Knight, and I just wanted and thought it was the Dark Knight with Christian Bale. The Black Knight was a terrible Martin Lawrence movie. That's what it was. Just want to correct you so you don't lose another Terry. Not sure why it felt important. I made a note and everything, but seriously, guys, you do great work, and I look forward to your podcast every week. Can't wait for this one. Connor Jager uh, says, uh, "Hey boys, figure there's plenty of questions getting asked, so you just want to say, just want to say, stay, uh, say, hope you all." 
and those close to you are healthy and well. Thanks, Connor. Mark Burnham says, well, since no one's going to get to 82 regular season games this year, we won't officially be worse than the 16-17 Avs. That's right. It's with an asterisk, and you can't hold that against us. Brett S. says, uh, with the remainder of the season in flux, if it causes the NHL to lose revenue to the point where the cap stays the same or shrinks, do you think that could be a time for a compliance buyout situation? If you had to pick one, who would you choose, Abdulkader Nielsen, or trade for someone to buy out like a Kyle Turris to potentially get picks and prospects? Oh, ooh, that's that's tough because I'm I'm very, very pro give us assets. But when you actually look at how much term is left on Abdulkader's contract, it's it's abhorrent. It's it's a no-brainer. You have to get rid of Abdulkader's contract immediately and that's another thing uh remember that hypothetical we went through with the cap where we're like and if the cap goes up almost nothing the red wings benefit that's the situation we're gonna so they might really benefit yeah yeah joshua bazura says what's up boys been a long time since my last question but the season being suspended if they don't just start the playoffs and the date of round one is pushed back would that impact the date of the horrible misery that is april 9th yes well Unless they know for sure the playoff uh, order, but I am assuming they'll want to do the draft lottery during a playoff game, which is what they've done in the past. Uh, thanks again, and get pucks deep and roll four lines. Shay said, well, it finally happened. The guys from the Winged Wheel podcast finally made an appearance in a dream, and I had a couple of nights ago. Well, oh, Evan, do you think you were in closing this one? And who's what? Shay's, Shay said he had a dream about us. Oh, goodness <laughs> here's the scene i was sitting in my backyard at home minding my business when john cena showed up at my house and started beating my ass naturally you three rolled up in a fire truck and joined in the party by helping cena in the beat down sean avery and pavel datsuk then landed their helicopter in my yard and aided me in trying to get me back to my feet we then attempted retaliating against you three and cena only to end up finding out that you three and cena were actually undercovering um undercover members of the FBI and I was being investigated for turning in a fraudulent scorecard after my round of golf at the PGA. That sounds like something I would do, honestly. I was then arrested and don't remember any other details. So there you go. I have successfully wasted my comment this episode on explaining a dream to you fellows. Stay out of my dreams, you weirdos. That's a dream, all right. How many edibles did you do that night? Not enough. Uh, Joseph D'Elia says, I don't know how he made us. How did we know we were actually undercover FBI agents and that Evan is actually John Cena? Uh, Joseph D'Elia says, sup, dub, dub, uh, as from the good words of Kanye West, that shit cray. I have a million questions about what's going to happen, just like everyone else. Everyone stay safe and wash your dang hands. Advanced Water says, I have received dozens of texts, a few Facebook messages, and a phone call about the NHL season being suspended. I did not realize it until today, by him, but I am officially that hockey friend, and to be honest, I'm okay with it. Good. I hope all of our listeners are that hockey friend. Benji says, people are crazy. At first, I was frustrated that everyone is going crazy and overreacting, but now I don't even care. Everything I want to do, go do now is cheaper and less crowded. Plus, I don't have to watch the wings suck anymore. Silver linings. I kind of want to go to the gym tomorrow. Just to see how empty. Don't go to the gym. I'm not, but I want to see how empty that building is. Arjun Shanker says, I was looking at flights uh, to Grand Rapids and Detroit for both of the meetups and the games because I really need a vacation from work. Sucks to suck, I get. That sucks so much. You My- might get a vacation from work. You just might not go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's a coder, so he'll still be working from home. Oh, shit. The internet went down in your area. What are you ever going to do? I think he... Yeah, anyways. All right. There's going to be a lot of content and no content simultaneously. Uh, we're still going to be coming at you at a regular schedule, so we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, legitimately, guys, stay, st- stay safe. Don't lose your heads, but at the same time, just be careful. Wash your hands. Uh, we want to thank all of our patrons, our name-level sponsors, Terry, 
actual Terry, <laughs> Dead Panda Society, Brad Smith, Andrew Bohan, Scott Martin, Kayla Thompson, Mitchell Shinkowski, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Brandon M., Matthew M. Rice, Luke Johnson, Mike Reed, Ryan Lewis, Langabeer, Clayton Van Dyken, Kaylin Wood, Hassam Al-Kassem, Arjun Shanker, Charlie Elkins, Hannah Lee, uh, Sean Levine, Ashley Van Conant, your friendly neighborhood beer rep, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew Keeler, Craig Kibble, Simon Anderson, John Evans, Kwaz, and Stan Olson. We'll be okay, everyone. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.